welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am once again joined by Board of Supervisors member and representative of the Berkeley District, Ruth Larson. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you back. How have you been? I've been great. How about you? I have been great as well. Good. You're surviving the hot heat that we have? It is so hot. Yes, I guess hot heat is almost an oxymoron, but well, but you know what I mean. It's I really hot heat. It's breathtaking. Yeah, exactly. So, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, I know that you have been particularly busy here lately with a couple of intersections. Yes. Do you want to talk about those real quick? Sure. I am wrapping up my fourth year on the board. Mm-hmm. I've got a, a little bit more time to go before we hit December, but it's going to be here quick. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that comes up daily is the intersections of Route 5 and Green Springs and Route 5 and Centerville Road Okay, from constituents. Okay. And sometimes it comes up even more than once a day. And so it's something that I've been in dialogue with, mm-hmm. with the county and with VDOT since I began on the board. But when Scott Stevens came on board as our county administrator, he took each of us out to do a tour of our districts. And so when we got to this particular area in my district, I asked him to pull into the parking lot of Spoken Art, which is Mm -hmm. a new uh, Mm -hmm. business that's out at the corner of Route 5 in Green Springs. And I said, the reason that I asked you to pull in here is because this is an area that I get talked about all the time that people are extremely concerned about the safety of this area. Right. And I'm really excited to have a new business there, but that did raise some additional concern for me. Sure. Because at that intersection of Route 5 and Green Springs, we'll talk about for this uh, particular second, there is the additional pressure of the Capitol Trail. Right. Which, again, is a great thing. And I love it. I love to see locals. I love to see tourists. I have a friend that lives in Richmond that uses it almost every weekend and bikes here and will go to Billsburg and then goes back to Richmond. So I'm really appreciative that it's getting that kind of usage, but it's just another strain on that intersection. And so I have been trying to figure out a way that we can work with VDOT and and the business and the Capitol Trail and and see what kind of safety things we can do. And so Scott was able to continue the conversation with Mr. Carroll, VDOT, mm-hmm. and they had done a roadway safety analysis, I think in 2015. Mm-hmm. And so they were willing to do another one in okay. 2019. And unfortunately, what came out of that analysis was that the uh, amount of accidents was increasing. Oh, not decreasing. Okay. And and that's not a direction that we want to go in. Right. right. And the number of accidents at Route 5 and Centerville Road are more frequent. Mm. But there are some also at Route 5 and Green Springs. However, it's not easy to pull things together for a solution there necessarily because we have to throw in some national land. Right. So the National Park Service also has an interest in what's going on Mm -hmm. at those two intersections, because if you travel Centerville, you're aware that 
at that last part on either side of the road, that is land that is owned by the National Park Service. Right. So you've got the national parks, you've got the federal government, you've got the state government, and you have local government, plus private enterprise. Yes. And a whole bunch of residents all in one area. Correct. Yeah. But Mr. Carroll really took the lead and did another analysis, and he worked with the National Park Service he and Mr. Shannon, and then also a traffic engineer in their office. First thing that we did, we held a public meeting, which you helped tremendously mm-hmm. with getting the word out, and I appreciate that. We did that in January at Jamestown High School. We got a lot of feedback, and people had a chance to sort of release their frustration right. over what's going on at that intersection. And as I told them when I started the meeting, I said, there's going to be a lot of emotion mm-hmm. on our part as citizens and what we've seen and dealt with at those two intersections. But please try to understand that VDOT deals in facts. Right. And that's the way they, they have to. Right. Because they have to make decisions based on, on data. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. Carroll made an agreement that night that he would go back out, study everything, and then get back to us within, you know, four to six months. Mm-hmm. And so last week we held the second meeting. And we did that here at the county complex, and Mr. Carroll did a PowerPoint, and that is on our website. I'm, yep. I'm hoping it still will be it maybe is. when this podcast. Yes. Um, and so people can go and look at all that information. It is a good deal of information, and it's also great information. It has traffic counts. It shows the number of turns. It shows peak hours, non-peak hours. Mm-hmm that type of thing. And let me just interject. It's at jamescitycountyva.gov. And if you search for administration, it's on the administration page. You can find all of that information. Great. Yep. Thank you. He did every scenario that they looked at. Then at the very end came with their recommendations. Mm -hmm. And I will not sit here and tell you that the recommendations were just accepted without pause right? Uh, because anytime you do a traffic pattern change, you're going to have some people that agree with that and some people that disagree with that. And right. we, we understand that. So what one suggestion was to do in the short term is to do a right in, right out of Centerville. Mm-hmm. So if you were coming from the Governor's Land Way or Green Springs Road, you would no longer be able to turn left there on Centerville. You would go up to Green Springs Plantation, which is the signalized light right near Jamestown High School. Mm-hmm. And you would go and turn left there and then turn left again to go back on to Centerville Road. And then you would be able to come down to the end of Centerville to turn right, but you would not be able to turn left. But Okay. The good part about that option is that there are signalized intersections that you can go to. So if you come out of Green Springs, for instance, and you turn right, you can go to the Green Springs Road, one plantation road Mm -hmm. to do that. Or if you were to decide you wanted to go left, you would just follow that until the end. And then the Monticello extension there, Mm -hmm. there's another signalized light. So that does help with safety. Right, absolutely. And they did study the impact on the additional traffic onto Green Springs Plantation Road. 
And there might be a little bit of slow uh, down during peak times, Mm -hmm. but it is capable of handling that increase in traffic. Okay. Also kind of interesting is that what studies have shown is that people like me who typically might turn left to get onto Centerville to go to work, Mm -hmm. but I can also go up to Green Springs Plantation Road, turn left, turn right, and go to 199 and get to my office. Probably that's what I will do because studies have shown that people tend to go whichever way requires less severe turns or, or, you know what I'm trying to say, if you can go right instead of going left, you'll... Mm -hmm tend to go to the right. Absolutely. You don't have to wait as long. Yes. And, right. So that was one thing that, that they had shared with me when we first met to talk about the alternatives. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. So it's a lot to look at. And even that being a short-term fix mm-hmm. will not happen immediately if okay. that is what is decided to go with. Okay. Because there is a cost to it. Sure. There has to be a pork chop. And what I mean by that is a concrete barrier that would keep somebody from turning the way that they're not supposed to. However, this one would be low enough that emergency personnel, because we want to make sure that first responders are able to get to where the fastest route possible Mm -hmm. to get to someone that needs help. And if they were not able to do that, if we were to not allow that at Green Springs, that, that could add two minutes on. Absolutely. And that was after talking to both the police chief and the fire chief. So in the short, short term, VDOT is going to increase some signage, Okay. Uh, possibly go to some larger signage and see if we can have some impact there. And I will tell you that what has been asked at both meetings was a speed limit change. Okay. And that is also done. VDOT doesn't just pick a speed limit out of the air. They look at the road and they base it on at what speed the majority of cars are able to travel safely. They have studied this part of Route 5 and they feel that the speed limit that is there is the appropriate speed limit. Okay. People feel differently. Sure. Feel that, well, what if we tried to slow it down to 35, even between Jamestown High School and the light at the Monticello Extension? Mm -hmm. Just to see. They are reluctant to do that. Okay. And those types of decisions are made by VDOT. They are not made by the county. And so I think the county, we would like to continue that conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. To see if, you know, we could possibly get a speed reduction and see if it did any good. I just don't know if that's something that VDOT is willing to do. So far, they have not been. You know, now I have talked with them, and and I think think at our last meeting, as a matter of fact, Mr. Carroll brought up that they had done a study of a speed limit that was either 45 or 55, and while they were studying it, noticed that cars were going between 31 and 39. Hmm. That told them they needed to slow that speed limit down. Okay. Because cars did not feel safe right. going higher. And so they have done ones where they have <laughs> they have lowered the speed limit, but right now that's just not something they're willing to do. Okay. So then we can talk long term. Okay. Yeah. What's so next? Yeah. the long term solution that they are looking at is to take Green Springs Road. 
And it gets very confusing because we have Green Springs Road. We have Green Springs Plantation right. Road. This is Green Springs Road. Okay. The one that connects Route 5 with Jamestown Road. Right. Has the pretty tree canopy. Yes. Over, right? Yes. And so because it has that pretty tree canopy, mm-hmm. and there's not really a way to expand it because that land is, there's subdivisions right. along there. Right. So what they have looked at and what they possibly may be proposing is to take Green Springs and start to curve it to the right past the Fieldcrest neighborhood mm-hmm. onto land that is owned by the county. Okay. The county purchased this land many years ago when there was possibly a gas station that was going to be put there and they felt that the Route 5 corridor, it's a community character right. corridor, they felt it was very important to keep that as much green space as possible. Mm-hmm. And so they would take that road, curve it to the right, and align it with Centerville. So Centerville would not move. Okay. Green Springs would curve, line up, and they would either signalize that Mm -hmm. or a roundabout. Oh, okay. And when the roundabout was shown on the slide, there was some that said, oh, great, but more the reaction was what yeah because we're in an area that doesn't have a lot of roundabouts right right. and so people haven't had a big opportunity to use them Mm -hmm. now by the time that this would come to fruition because there's a long process to get something like this done Mm -hmm. uh, for a variety of reasons we would already have a roundabout on Long Hill. Okay. And so we would be a little bit more familiar if you shop at all in Lightfoot mm-hmm. at the Harris Teeter mm-hmm. and you go to the McDonald's or the Panera, you're on a roundabout. That is true. So hopefully there would be a little bit more getting used to it. And roundabouts slow people down right. naturally. So that's a plus mm-hmm. of a roundabout. And so, you know, VDOT likes that because they would not have to, quote unquote, buy up more pavement. Mm -hmm. They would be able to work between the two, Centerville and Green Springs, and be able to put the roundabout in. Sure. And not encroach so much on the National Park Service land. Okay. And there's an easement there that they would work out. But I do want to say that the National Park Service has been great okay good. Uh, they've come to all the meetings and they've really been a, a willing participant you know they, it's important to them too that this area be safe mm-hmm. but what's also uh, that we need to say is that there's very historical land right there um green springs plantation so you know there's a reason that they're trying to protect that land right and but like i said they've they've been great and i think they will continue to be so it just takes a little longer when you're dealing with uh with something on the federal government side sure sure than the state and local mm-hmm. so any big change you'd have to you know you have to expect some additional time so but when i say that that's going to take some time there's funding issues there's you know, unfortunately, while there have been accidents there mm-hmm. and some very serious accidents, mm-hmm. there have not been that number that puts it into a different category sure. for funding right. or that moves it up the VDOT scale. Mm-hmm. And I know that's very tough for people to say. I have a, a neighbor 
in my neighborhood whose daughter suffered a very, very serious injury um, when she was a little girl and she was in the car with her dad and her dad was hit from behind and thrown and he was at Centerville and he was thrown out onto Route 5. And they have incredible medical bills that they've dealt with with their daughter, not saying that the the change to their life and their daughter's life and what it could have been without this accident. And so for that family, what price is too much? I think if they had their way, it would be done immediately without any you know, without cost being a factor. And I understand that because I can't imagine being in that position. But that's not the way that it's, it's looked at, unfortunately. I think Mr. Carroll will do everything that he can do to try to help us with the funding. Mm -hmm. But it's just not me either. This is one intersection in James City County. There are many, right? And I know my colleagues feel very passionate about intersections and and road safety issues in their districts. I have to go and talk with them to say, I would really like to move up my intersection and make it a spending priority for the county because we're going to have to spend money as well along with VDOT. Mm -hmm. And I have to get four colleagues to go along with me. Right. Right. It's not as easy as just saying, you know, let's just spend the money and put it in. We have right. to decide, is this the intersection in the county that we want to put this amount of money into mm-hmm. and get fixed as soon as possible? So you could be looking at six or seven years for the long term. Okay. And that was what I was getting ready to ask. Yeah. Just so folks can have some reasonable expectations on what we're talking about here. Right. In the shorter term, hopefully within a year. Okay. Mr. Stevens has been great. He's got some experience in this area. So he's, you know, he's really good about talking with and and bouncing ideas off of. And, you know, he said, I think, you know, I think we could maybe do that pork chop with a little less money than that. And I I really want to look into that. So that's really good to have him. And then Jason Purse, the assistant county administrator, has been right in here with me. He and Paul Holt. Uh, went with me to meet with VDOT, and they've been working through all of this with me as well. And, right. and you, Renee, have done such a great job with helping me get the word out. We had almost a full house That's wonderful. at this community meeting that we held last week. And I was worried because we weren't able to do it in the Berkeley District right? because of summertime and schools right. and, and staffing and that type of thing. But we got the word out, and people came, and I hope okay. people are going on the website. I hope people will listen to this podcast. Yes. And I hope people will reach out. And, you know, I've had people reach out that, you know, I've not been happy Mm -hmm. about the prospect of Centerville being closed to a left-hand turn off of five. And I understand that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody said, James City County has allowed all this growth, and, and now it's not fair to those of us that have been here. And, you know, I can't disagree with that statement. There has been a tremendous amount of growth there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that road, either of these roads, Centerville, Route 5, Green Springs Road, Green Springs Plantation Road, I don't think any of those were designed for the amount of traffic that we probably see now. Right. But we can't go back. Right. We have to go forward and we have to do so in a way that we hope 
will keep people safe. We can't do anything about distracted driving, but we hope people will hear us when we say stop being distracted when you're driving because that is a cause of many of the accidents at those intersections. Mm -hmm. But I think the Baudette family would also tell you they don't want to see another family go through what they're going through. Right. We have to move forward so that we can do everything possible to make that not happen again. And you have really worked tirelessly to bring this to the forefront. And hopefully there will be some resolution. I hope so. That people can live with and yes. understand that it's all about the greater good. Yes. And and I do have confidence in the residents of James City County to be able to drive roundabouts. I do. I, I think so, too. And, <laughs> and I travel a lot uh, with uh, sporting events mm-hmm. and a lot of places we go. That is just a typical way that we travel. And, you know, going back, I guess almost, I was on the board maybe two years, so almost two years ago, there was talk about a roundabout at Centerville in News. Right. And that did not happen. And I need to be in full disclosure here. The people that would have been most impacted by that roundabout were my aunt and uncle. Oh, really? Yes. They, they That's where they live. Okay. And so putting a roundabout there was going to take so much of their land because they they could not go on the other side of the street and grab as much land. And so literally they were going to come out of their front door and there was going to be the roundabout. And is that the Centerville roadside of mm-hmm. the yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that the board wasn't in favor of roundabouts. Right. It was just in this particular case, it was the amount of land grab that was sure. going to need to happen sure. that wasn't going to work. But, um, and can I just mention one other thing, not intersection yes, related? Yes, of course, of course. Funny enough, or ironically enough, in that exact same area of Route 5 in Centerville and Route 5 in Green Springs, there have been more than their share of power outages there. And so we, thanks to Jason, uh, we've been trying and trying to meet with Dominion, but they've had, they had some personnel changes. And so Mm -hmm. we were able to meet with uh, the three of uh, Dominion representatives last week, and they brought out all the statistics for us. And they had, there has been, it it wasn't just us thinking we had lost more power than anybody else. (laughs) And so uh, they also agreed that there had been more power outages at those intersections than normal. And there's a lot of tree can You mentioned right. it earlier, the tree canopy. So pretty. It is very pretty. Yes. But what it means is when there's storms, mm-hmm. a lot of times those trees come down. And so Dominion has done been doing some work out there to try to thin trees However, they're only allowed to do that on where they have an easement. Sure. So they're not allowed to go on National Park Service land, which is across the street, which has been some of it. And so it's not just power. It's also uh, that that road getting closed while the cleanup takes place. Right. And also there's county has some land and an easement out there. And so what did come out of this meeting is we're going to go out there with a representative from the National Park Service and with the county, and we're going to see if there's some additional clearing of, of limbs or if there's mm-hmm. a dead tree or two that, that can be taken out mm-hmm. in hopes that, that that might help. So, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of things. The trail 
the Capitol Trail is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Don't know if maybe when the Capitol Trail got put in, there was some disturbance of some trees. So maybe that's also led to some additional trees falling because sometimes trees have fallen when there has not been any storms. Right. So right. then people are triply perplexed as to why right. they have no power. <laughs> right. So I want people to know that that we've heard them, that we're, we're going to continue to work on that as well. So it would be really great if Dominion would underground that. Sure. Because of all the trees, and, and that would also help with any possible intersection improvements moving forward. Ah. Yeah, but um, so far we haven't gotten far on that, but but we'll keep talking to them. All right, very good. So what else? Anything else you want to talk about? I, I think that's a lot. I mean, it's busy. I, I represent the board on the Tourism Council, mm-hmm. and so I'm anxious to hear how tourism is going this summer. That's something that we've been working with our new executive director. Her goal is to get overnight stays up so that we get additional tax revenue, which will help us continue to enjoy these great amenities that we have in the Mm -hmm. county. We have a beautiful place that we live, but will also help do things like intersection improvement. And I'm on the Virginia Peninsula Regional Jail Board. Okay. And so I do that with Mr. Stevens. I know it's summer, but the work is continuing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, as you know, I have to ask you a few fun questions. Okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What would you say is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, goodness. Well, you know what I don't like is when you you tell somebody you don't like something, mm-hmm. but they think that you they can change your mind. Ah, so you okay. say I don't like snakes; they really creep me out. <laughs> oh, but snakes do so. I'm not arguing that snakes don't do some good. <laughs> I just don't like snakes, okay. and so then they try to get you to pet snakes, or ah. you know. So, yeah, I think it's like take. And I think that's one thing I'm I'm really trying to do with my daughters too. I'm getting off on a tangent now, that's sorry. Okay. But like take take me at my word. If I if I don't like something, I don't like it. You know, and um and I'm not talking about things obviously that like opinions and right, people can of course. I'm certainly open to a lot of views. Of but course. I'm talking about more things like snakes and mice <laughs> and certain foods. So I love it. Next question. What is your favorite game or sport to watch or to play? Oh, boy. I have two uh, collegiate athletes, so they swim and they row. So I love both, but I also like football, and then I love a a Domino's game called Mexican Train. I remember playing Mexican Train with my grandma. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I'm about grandma's age, so... So, but, but I do like it and my family has started, I, I play with a group of, of other moms that Fun. we started doing it when we had downtime at athletic events, Yeah, but my kids have started playing too. So. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Very good. All right. What three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Well, I would take water or some source to get water because well that's pretty smart and practical yes so and i would take some a good book yeah that i would want to read and reread and reread again (laughs) and then if i mean if i could take anything i I would probably try to take a communication device 
Smart. Yes. So, so then you wouldn't be on that deserted island forever. Correct. I could call for help That's at some right. point. Yes. But maybe you'd give yourself a couple of days and enjoy a nice little vacation. Maybe before. so. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, look, I'm stuck here. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're always a great guest to have. Thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online, jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes as well as a form. And on that form, you can give us feedback, let us know what topics we should cover, any guests that we should ask, anything, good feedback, constructive feedback. We would just love to hear from you. So please be sure to do that. And also be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. That way you're going to be sure to never miss an episode. So that wraps it up and we will talk with you next week.